Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. If I kill that bird, Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get away, baldy! Yeah! Hey, oh! Hello. Hello. This is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com. We are live here tonight on GovsRadio.com. How's everybody doing? Jeez. We are also live on Facebook. Live on YouTube, both of those places. You can find us on the Govs Comedy Club radio channel. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And uh, we are here tonight with some fun with our buddy Ivan up at Myers Creek Brewing Company. Not in Syracuse, but just outside of Syracuse. I apologize for that, sir. But we'll get to that in a little bit. First, we have some sponsors that we need to mention. So, Stephen, why don't you kick it off with Rosie Draft Solutions. Rosie's Draft Solutions uh, is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings, maintenance, uh, draft beer line system installs, even dispensing solutions and more. Uh, they are very passionate about craft beer and making sure that it has the same quality as when it left the brewery, which is only done by one way, making sure those draft lines are perfectly clean. Mm. Rosie's services, bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerator, system installs, and maintenance. Mm. Uh, they service the likes of uh, friends over at WA Meadworks, mm-hmm. Blue Point, Darling Brewing, who uh, brewing who we had on recently. You started with the 12%, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You sneaky son of a bitch. Uh, 1940s Hop Wins, Mauritius Field Brewing, and of course our buddies over at Hopscop. Hopscotch bottle shop. Hopscotch bottle shop. You got it. You even had the the copy today. You know what? You you know you're you're trying to live up to the expectations of last week, where you just nailed it. Uh, Well, you can contact (laughs) Rosie's at Rosie's Draft Solution at gmail.com or call them 631-219-2075, Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m., 8 p.m. Mention the wart. Get a nice little discount. Yes, you will. Thanks a lot, Steve. Of course, tonight we are sponsored by Brewbag. Brewbag for your beer pong, cornhole, backyard game, yard games. Give them a, a look-see. It is a lot of fun to play. We've played it oh, over yeah. the past summer, and we can't wait till the weather gets warmer. And we're going to get out there, grab our fresh brews, and uh, go ahead and throw some bags around, as they say. Go to brewbag.com, and in the promo code, type in wart, W-O-R-T, pronounced wart, spelled wart, 
And uh, of course, get your discount or you can go to our Instagram where we have our link right to the page that is our page where you can get your discount directly. Steve, thank you very much for Rosie's. Pete, why don't you take us away to our friends over at VintageBeerShirtClub.com? VintageBeerShirtClub.com. If you need a uh, vintage Budweiser t-shirt, Nope. To watch the Super Bowl in. Nope, they don't have it. And they're fresh out of fucking luck. (laughs) (laughs) There are lots of other vintage beer shirts. There it is. Vintage beer shop, vintage beer shirt club.com. 13%. Yeah. And in in the uh, promo code, go ahead and type in WORT, W O R T. Get your percentage of your order. Some coin. Some cash, uh, not bitcoins. Not bitcoins. No, No, I don't believe they accept bitcoins or the uh, doggy coins. Uh, whatever, whatever your favorite cryptocurrency mm, is, yeah, you're also shit out of luck. But <laughs> if you want a vintage beer shirt, go to vintage beer club, vintagebeershirtclub.com, and use the promo code word. It is a mouthful. Speaking of mouthful, I just sipped uh, some of this pilsner. We'll talk about that in a few minutes with also our guest tonight. I don't know if anyone had serious FOMO with the fucking fried chicken sandwich from Hopscotch. I don't. Mm. Maybe when Steve mentioned hopscotch, I mm. thought of fried chicken sandwich. Just immediately went to fried chicken. Did they post something like that? They did, and it looks okay. fucking delicious. And it looks delicious, of course <laughs> it does. We'll talk about that later. Ryan does a great job. We'll, we'll talk, uh, talk to him about it later. Uh, just some uh, other mentions, of course. Go to Hartwell Woodshop in the heart of Patchogue Village, or Township, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, HartwellWoodshop.com for all your fresh mahogany needs. Also, taphandles.com. And of course, we have to mention Brewers Hardware. Brewers Hardware for all your large or small capacity needs. Get those tri-clamps for president. Too late now. Voting has already ceased. But tri-clamp was was an easy runner-up after the top two. So go to BrewersHardware.com for your uh, brewery needs today. And tonight, we welcome in Ivan from Myers Creek Brewing Company over in, I'm going to probably murder, is it? Casanova or Corsanova? Comasova? Casanova. 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 Like Casanova, yes. but an E-I at the end. Then. Yeah, so and he, there's he, a Z in there, too. So. Oh, boy. Wow. I, you yeah. know what it is, is when you look it up on the map and you're zoomed all the way out, it's very close to Syracuse. So it just was like, it oh, yeah, Syracuse. they're in Syracuse. So I was like, all right, yeah, about what, half an hour, 20 minutes? Yeah, I live in Syracuse and my drive to work takes 35 minutes. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, not bad. And you know what? I was uh, I'm going to start off by talking about the tap room because I'm excited to get up there in the spring. Um, I have or in even early summer, I have a work uh, trip uh, tentatively scheduled for an organization I work with at the school who meets at uh, the Regency up in Syracuse. Last yeah. time I went up there, I stopped at a bunch of different places uh, that was only on the route. Uh, so I stopped at a place called Heritage Hill. That reminded me a lot of your place. It is gorgeous. Both places are equally as beautiful. Um, you have a really awesome tap room. You have great views of the countryside, a small farm there. Let's get back to the beginning here. Ivan, where did this all start from? Because uh, I know you're originally from down here or worked here a lot, and uh, you're a big part of Long Island and have some roots here in Long Island. Tell us uh, you know, how that started down here and then how you got up to uh, where you are today. So uh kind of ended up going down to Long Island and took over as head brewer at Oyster Bay Brewing. Uh, before that, I was at Schmaltz Brewing. Um, ah, Schmaltz. Which, yeah, exactly. Isn't that which one is of the now... names they named uh, Henry Rowan Gardner during that movie, Rookie of the Year? Like Schmaltz <laughs> oh, and Gardner. God. Garden Schmaltz. 
Something no, like uh, they were a uh, Jewish-centric brewery, so Ooh. they were going for that angle. Um, the brewery, that brewery was started um, in San Francisco and then was a contract brewer, and that brewery is now owned, it's Single Cut North now. Yep. <laughs> Schmaltz sold that brewery right. to Single Cut, so that's that brewery now. I had come there from doing research and development at Sam Adams in Boston ah. and then went down the Oyster Bay, uh, was head brewing there. And that's where I got to meet the lovely and talented Steve. Um, <laughs> and we, uh, I was there for a while, then went to LIC Beer Project. Nice. Um, and then eventually this opportunity up here came up and... Um, this was we took over a facility that mm. was already a brewery. Yep. Um, and what was it before? Empire, right? You are correct. It is mm. Empire. See, so, you know, um, I thought are... I thought Empire was in Syracuse, uh, or they at least have a tap room in Syracuse somewhere. It's Empire is an interesting story, and I don't <laughs> want to go too deep into it. Okay. But there's several bankruptcies in mm. several places throughout the yep. state of New York. Financial hardships, um, we'll say. Yes. So um, <laughs> our parent company, um, mm. who is Feldmeyer Equipment, Feldmeyer Equipment, um, you should all say a heavy thank you to because they build tanks for the pharmaceutical industry. Yes. And most importantly, you know, the people that are making COVID vaccines. Right nice. Now. Are they um, working for Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson? Who are they doing? You know, offhand? Uh, the first two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they don't so, make yeah, the vaccine, so but they, they make the vessels that hold the stuff, right? They make the vessels that mm -hmm. they go into. Cool. And they also make uh, fermenters and brewing vessels. But uh, for the brewing industry, they only do stuff up above like 250 barrels. Okay. Um, so Treehouse has Feldmeyer vessels. Right. Yeah. Um, there's some other people out there that have those vessels. But so they went in, took over this brewery. Um, Jordan Pollock, who was, had worked at, um, uh, God, it's not union up here. It's, um, is it I'm distribution? Yeah. Distribution. Is it Hudson? Whatever unions called upstate. Uh, no, 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 no. Bigger than them. Yeah. Um, I'll come back to that. I'll remember it in a second. Um, he had worked for them for a while and then went and worked at Thin Man. He came back. Um, he came to start this. Jordan then um, brought me on board for for brewmaster position, and we've kind of been going from there. So, existing, we had a sixty barrel brew house. That's a six zero. It's very I, large. Yeah, it's a big yeah. one. A little bit. It's very very large. Um, again, Feldmeyer built that brew house. It's uh, one of two brew houses they've ever built. Mm -hmm. The other brew house they built then showed up about a month later, and that's a six-barrel brew house um, that we also have. Um, it is probably the only six-barrel brew house in the world with a calandria in the cabin. Really? What's uh, Wait, wait, wait. What's yeah. a calandria? For dopes like me, yeah, please explain. Yeah. Okay, so a calandria is basically, uh, it's like the internet. It's a series of tubes. Um, <laughs> it's an intertubes. Uh, yes. I love that. So line. basically, it's, a, it's basically something to increase the surface area of heating. So it's a bunch of small tubes that are then encased in a larger thing that embeds those tubes in steam. 
mm. to increase your boil um, and increase heating. So okay. um, this six barrel system that is really what we produce most most of our beer off of is a, I mean, it's beyond anything anyone else has. Uh, we have a inline glycol chiller to chill mm. warm from the kettle into the whirlpool so we can drop temps down for hazy IPAs to get it below isomerization temp. Oh. So we can like just do uh, the stuff we do off this little tiny system is ridiculous. Efficiency on this system is way higher than any six barrel system should ever be. Um, that's that's so, ridiculous to have you. Yeah, that's like yeah. the, the biggest amount of toys a brewer could get. Just here you go. Oh, here's everything you could possibly toys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have inline cell counters. We have Ooh. hop cannons. We have what? Like I'm sorry, hop cannons. Hop cannons. Yes, I need one of those. I definitely <laughs> no, yeah. it's not like a t-shirt launcher <laughs> either. It's not like a t-shirt no. launcher. I promise. <laughs> it is not far off. It just yeah. shoots. shoots pellets into a you know 120 barrel fermenter at <laughs> rapid pace so that sounds like a toy to me i could you is it mm -hmm. only attached to the barrel could you remove it from the barrel by any chance and well, literally shoot hops all over the place oh without a doubt yeah you pressurize it up to 60 psi in this <laughs> thing and you could shoot you could shoot hops I mean, for live events, that sounds like 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 that's a contest. Who can catch catch the most hot pellets in their face? Yeah, yeah. I'm, as long yeah. as you're not wearing right. It, yeah, no, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. That's but that's why it's so much fun. Yeah. yeah why don't exactly. we do that next time for the pints of love? Uh, yeah. Festival. We rent a hop cannon <laughs> and we shoot hops at hot pellets. Well, we'd we'd have to talk to his uh, his owners that have uh, the, the machinery <laughs> and everything to do it. And we can make that happen. I think that might be a thing. You know what? You don't want hot pellets in your mouth. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, well. <laughs> Very good point. But we'll, we'll break it up a little oh, bit. What if we uh, liquefy them just a tad, and it'd be like a like a snot want them. or a snot rocket right on you? <laughs> no. Ah, oh, that sounds don't. like you got basically you know like a playland to work with. How how was that transition going from the places that you were to the place that you are now, and, and scaling up to those sixty barrel fermenters and and the, the amount of, you know, I guess, accessories and things you can utilize throughout a brew process? So, I mean, we are mainly brewing our brand stuff on the small system mm. and we're contract brewing on the larger system. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, so we do brew, our Pilsner is brewed off the 60 barrel. Um, we did a uh, all New York state ingredient beer to fulfill our uh, farm brewery license. There you go. Um, so before the death of 1886, we got a bunch of malt from them. Nice. Yeah, right. Got in. Uh, so that, yeah. That's official. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I hope not. Um, they're good dudes. Um, and I, but it's like, yeah, now to get New York State ingredients, I got to hit Dennis up at Hudson Valley Mall. And he's mm -hmm. like, I'm, I, I, you'll get malt in two and a half months. Ugh. So, yeah. So hopefully that goes through. But we're, we scale up some things. Um, it's the 60 is mainly for contract brewing. Obviously the grand scheme of things is in 
two years, we're not contract brewing. We're just brewing all right. the beer on the 60 barrel system. But, you know, who knows in the current climate, uh, what, uh, our beer is good enough. Wait, I, oh, yeah. I want to get to something really quick. This is a question I don't think I've ever asked. When you're contracting, does the New York State homebrewers license count towards what you're doing inside the brewery? Or is it only under your brand slash label? Uh, you said homebrewers. I think you meant uh, did farm, you farm, uh, farm, farm brewery. I'm sorry, farm brewers. My bad. No, yeah, farm brewery is only for us. So okay. for us, it's honestly not that hard to fulfill that farm brewery license. We brew one batch a year. Okay. We have to do 50 barrels. So the rules keep changing. I don't know what the percentage is anymore. Last I knew it was like, if you brew 100% of your beer with 60% New York State ingredients, um, you're good. Or you can brew one, or you can brew 50 barrels of 100% New York State ingredients. Ah. And for us, that's far easier to do because yep. we can just do one batch. In a, Scheduling that, I batch, imagine just to get the ingredients scheduling that's probably a lot easier than trying to do it all, all the time i guess right correct it's far especially easier. if you and have the you're... 60 barrel brew house too right like exactly it's, it's far easier to do it that way so we just did one we knocked it out for the year i mean we literally started brewing beer june 7th i think wow all right so relatively right there yeah Okay. Yeah, well, I, we've not been open like without a pandemic. <laughs> we've had and a couple like that so far, of... which is crazy. Yeah. We've had a couple on yeah. in the recent months that are just like, yeah, we've we've never seen a real, you know, night at the tap room. I'm like that. That's got to be crazy to go through everything you. I mean, especially you with the experience, you know what it's like to be in a tap room in normal times, and now this is all you got. It's got, it's got to be a, a sudden change. And again, with the the new tasting room you have, the beautiful uh, grounds you have, it's got to be something, you know, like you're just dying to get this thing going for real. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we uh, our tap room on the last two consecutive Saturdays still did, you know, outstanding sales. Numbers that you would not expect in a February and you would not expect in a February during a pandemic. Yeah. Are you um, uh, right now, are you yeah. under some sort of, uh, you know, restriction on, on your capacity indoors? Are you doing any patio or outdoor area? Like what's, what's the setup look like right now? So it's 12 degrees out. So no, outdoor <laughs> um, I think maybe a heater or two, maybe you do like a, a shanty town with the tents, like New York no, city. No, we did not do that. We looked into those little geo dome things. Ah, yeah, yeah. Potentially we were going to stick outside and it was like, eh. I don't know if it's worth it, but no, we're at 50% capacity indoors. Okay. Um, so the restaurant roughly has seating for uh, 40 something people, 50 something people. Ah, so, okay. Um, is there seating at the bar? Yes, there is six feet between with, with, you know, Lexan yeah. barriers between yep. people and that whole thing. So there is seating at the bar. Um, and yeah, we're, cool. they're killing it. it. That is not my purview in any way, shape or form. I, I help them out as much as I can, right. but the restaurant is run by, you know, our, our chef, Chris and our tap room by Cody and, and those, they take care of that. So 
Cool. That's the other side of the glass is what we call that. that uh, <laughs> That's what we say in the radio industry, out. too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On the other side the of the glass. glass. What, yes, size, uh, what size tanks do you have? Um, fermenters. Uh, so we have two sixes. We have two twelves. And we are in the process of putting in two more 12 unis. And then we have two 12 brights. Cool. Jeez, so. cool. Nice little setup you got yeah. there, guy. Jeez. It's it's pretty nice setup. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, we have full canning abilities. We have a full deep how uh, wild goose five head filler with nice. collection table, labeler, pack off table, the whole nine. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, Tom Franz, uh, one of my buddies, uh, brothers checking in on Instagram Live. We went Instagram Live a few minutes ago. Uh, says those geodomes look like an aquarium. You're like sitting inside. <laughs> yes. People can see you from the outside just swimming in your little geodome. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, they totally do. I mean, uh, I saw them. Thin Man has them, and I ah. saw them there. And I'm like, wow, there's some weird looking things. But apparently, <laughs> you know, people like them. Yep. I guess it, it's, you get body heat in there. I don't think you could put a heater in there, can you? Well, They're not that big. Well, that's a, that, you know, is, is it vented? Is it because if you put the heater just, in there and it's propane, you're going to die if, you, if there's no air. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, just, you put yourself in a nice little Molotov cocktail room. <laughs> but like, yeah. how would you, like, if like, how would you ventilate that from like party to party? Exactly. Like, like it just yeah. seems like a COVID like hot box. I want to find a, I want to go. <laughs> what do you know about hot boxing, Pete? What do you know about that? <laughs> Beer Excuse equals heat. Seems like a COVID so. Dutch oven. Yeah. Oh, that's better. <laughs> Is that better? That's, that's more like, on brand. That's, yes. That's more on brand for you, Pete. That, that's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, th those look cool, but I think he's right. I think there's some things that would be negative about them. And I know, like you said, to have them outside, the, the heat of the issue. You do have a beautiful, uh, you know, lookout on your your property. There is this on a yeah. farm. Like, what's what's the property kind of made up of? So we have a we're on uh, twenty three and a half acres. Mm. Um, across the street is a Angus beef farm. Oh, um, boy. that we get all our Angus beef from, which is how we make our burgers. Do you go and pet um, the cows before they're <laughs> slaughtered? To, the steers, excuse uh, me, you go dude, and pet the yes, steers. Yes, they are the softest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you're going to be so tasty. I, I would sit there every day and massage the meat like you're going to be the most oh, tender. Yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> oh, ever had. Rain goes to them. So it's like I'm feeding uh, you from, from Cradle nice. and Grave, basically. And it, yeah, it's demented. Right just, that, that is the best answer I could have hoped for. You, you <laughs> answered my question because a lot of a lot of yes, breweries do no. uh, outsource their um, uh, uh, their grain to farm animals, so that's perfect. Yeah. You literally very short trip, very easy, goes right over there and ready to go. Yeah, right across the street, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, the land where we're on is beautiful. We yeah. we have a two and a half acre uh, hop field in the front. Cool. Um, in the Jeez. back, we grow. We grew barley this year. We didn't use it because it was literally an acre and a half, which would uh. amount to zero barley. It was more <laughs> just for show. Yeah. Um, this spring, we're putting in a nine-hole disc golf course. Really? Uh, we're Good. yeah. That's um, pretty cool. I'm pretty pumped about that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're putting in a vegetable garden we're putting in a bunch of lavender we're putting in some other stuff 
cool. Yeah, we have a basement um, as well, which is just a basement under the current tap room. Hmm. And we're going to turn that into like a small speakeasy and a beer bar and bourbon only. Ooh, Uh, okay. So yeah, that will be happening sometime in the spring. That that basement area is also our wild ferment cellar. cellar. Hmm. Oh, so we cool. currently have uh, twelve wine barrels down there actively fermenting with wilds. So, nice. Uh, yeah. My request, uh, pinball. I like a good pinball machine. I don't need well, video games. Uh, I'm ready. I, oh, I'm there you go. Wow, that is this. Fucking branded at everything, Steve. Yeah, what do you got on those? What do they say? Are they like the uh, the 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 the, the well, official? This is Long Island Disc Golf. There you go, uh, the official DG. What an era official. And uh, this is just uh, another another company. No, oh. does nice. the Long Island one uh, happen down at um, Robert Moses or Jones Beach? Is it at the the nine hole? They have they have several different uh, courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in Heckshire. Okay. That's the best one. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and the the group Long Island Disc Golf they like maintain all the courses. Uh, you know they have tournaments, all sorts of stuff. Uh, before we closed, we had I I had sponsored a team, and uh, my team had won the the cup for the year. So. Ah, you touched the cup and you won it. Yep. Hey, Ivan. Uh, Gabe uh, over at Oyster Bay checking in said uh, you were the king of Aerosmith pinball. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, yes, I was. Yes, he was. I actually was. We had an Aerosmith pinball machine there, and yes, you myself did. Myself and Steve, uh, not this Steve, Steve, who's now at uh, Sand City. Uh, yeah, played a ton of that game and really <laughs> crushed it. It was a constant battle to see who would be high score on that pinball machine. And Oyster Bay was the first place I played that video beer pong game. I've never seen that before. Before I went to Oyster Bay, when that first came in there, I went, oh, it's a that beer. That was the first place I've ever seen it, too. Right. I've never and seen by that the before. Hi, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Gabe. Yeah. Thank you for checking in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, get a couple people checking in really quick. Uh, Tom again says Adam's family pinball is the balls and you got to check it out. Uh, the Gabe also says Aerosmith was the best machine. Eat your money. I was a big fan of uh, the Monopoly pinball game that was at Effen Groovin for so goddamn long. It was there for years at Effen. And I went there. I used to go there with a roll of quarters to, uh, to play both that and to play foosball in the uh, by the bathrooms. Yeah, no track my, of ladies. And to eject, right, because of my smooth <laughs> yeah. foosball Nothing skills. Nothing says attracting no. ladies like playing pinball. Nope, nope, nope. It was a much worse joke. It was a much worse joke. Oh, you wanted to look oh, into okay. the girls' bathroom? Roll quarters. Yeah. They, oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 God, that was way worse. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I put in the little pocket of my jeans, not the big pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear if you do that, it makes it look bigger. <laughs> Just a tip for all you guys out there, learning about what that means. Uh, Classy. Uh, Classy Ivan, this uh, this place, like I said, is is looks immaculate. I was going scrolling through pictures on Instagram, the stuff that you guys got going there. I, I'm excited to get up there. Uh, like I said, end of end of spring, summertime, things are gonna calm down a lot, and it's gonna be a place to go and hang out outside. But I know yeah. you have a lot of uh, farm stuff, so I want to go back to the hops you said you have out front. Now, when you when you're 
I guess, trying to satisfy the, um, the farm license, do you have to register your hops as being what's going in the beer to say it's locally grown? Like, how does that work? How does the state know, okay, yeah, I just use the hops out the back door. How do they so know that that's what you're using? Yeah, we don't harvest our own hops because we don't really have the ability to do so. So oh, okay. we have um, a local hop farmer, farmer, Chad, who is from Vineyard. And he harvests all of it, and he deals with all the New York State agriculture stuff that we would normally be dealing with. Okay. Um, so he takes care of all of that for us. Um, he, we're in the process. This year, we're going to switch over. Those crops that were there were Cascade hops. Ah. Cascade hops are great. Um, I am extremely picky with Cascade hops, and I do not like New York Cascade hops. Okay. I've okay. never had a New York Cascade hop that tastes like a Cascade hop. Um, so we're actually going through and ripping out the field this year. And we're replanting those, that whole two and a half acres with Comet, Ooh. which is something that's yes. much more, it, it grows better in a Cascade. You... Uh -oh. Uh -oh. He got frozen. He'll be back. <clears throat> Uh, Steve, give me uh, the um, the lowdown. Why would Cascade hops not be so good for New York? Is it the soil content? Is the water content? You know what, you know what it is? Uh, again, hops that when they come from different areas, the soil will impart flavoring. Okay, uh, I know what I've been saying. Uh, they do. They don't have that real nice piney flavor. Uh, they're very subdued. Okay. Uh, Cascades also used a lot for bittering and you're not getting all those um, oils that you need for the bittering. Right. Uh, for whatever reason, whether it's the soil, whether it's just the temp, yeah. uh, the, uh, even, even uh, the humidity mm. all, all makes a difference in the, you know, what you're going to get out of those hops. What, uh, what is it about Comet then? Is it again, the same concept? It's about, you know, what comes in, what goes out, what it feels also, like, what it tastes like, the bitterness leaves the oils on the resin of the, the bud. What, what's kind of throws its hat in the ring on this one? Well, with, with Comet, since Comet is a produce, like it's a newer hop, although Cascade's been around for hundreds of years. Mm. Um, Comet's relatively new. It was, you know, engineered. So again, it's going to grow better uh genetically engineered right? genetically, so it's, it's made to last in the type of temperature soil water yep, yep. it's got its uh, own thing common also is a little hardier um from what i've been told by uh, hop farmers uh and that's great for them because yeah. comet is a uh i believe is a trademark hop so i'm mm. guessing they have a deal with license it yeah what uh? How many acres did he say? Yeah, do you remember? Six acres. Two and a half, I think. Two and a half for the half. hops. Two and a half yeah. for the hops. Okay. So, uh, how much typically do you think that would yield to a batch? Are we getting pounds? Not a whole lot. Yeah, it's probably for one or two batches, some mixtures, you know, it, some blends. It, and the thing with comet with any hop, usually it's the third year when right. you get right. your, your best uh, yield. Where first year you barely there's barely anything. Second year it's better, but it's usually the third year. So if they plant it this spring, they're not going to really use any of that for a couple of years. And that's that's my uh, question with the uh, licensing. Um, you know, for the 
farm license, I guess, do you have to register those hops? I go back to my initial question. Do you have to register well, that you're, you're like, using those hops or you can just say, yeah, the hops are in my backyard? Well, yeah, I, I'm guessing. And the guys to really find this out from is uh, I'll have to reach out to uh, the boys over at North Fork because mm. they have their own hop farm that they're using. Um, I'm guessing if that entity, you would have to be a different entity, uh, call it, you know, Myers hop farm and that's a whole separate thing than the brewery and then now you could register it you how many and you pounds can sell yourself the hops and have the invoice yep. to say yep. yeah, yeah and that's what i'm saying like i yeah, guess you, you have just to do say, it business although i grew them and we used them because yeah. you all could be like all right well i don't know what you did how do i justify right. that how do i tell right yep. so then they're gonna go mm, well you can't do that again that might that's give you the one warning that's why it's easy for them to actually just have that the hop farmer come Harvest, harvest the hops and sell them back to them or whatever. Process it and then give it back to them. That makes a lot of sense. I want to uh, just go back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, he's got a huge area. What else, Steve, could they possibly be growing up there that would satisfy the, um, the, the farm brewer's license? What other ingredients could he be selling on those, really, those acres? I mean, he said they tried to do barley, but you would need whole lot of acreage to do barley and then harvest it and so there's really really not a whole lot besides hops i mean he said they're doing lavender which is pretty cool because yeah that's pretty using cool. lavender in like a saison or something like that is mm. awesome mm. um and then viscous maybe they'll probably do they'll probably yes they'll probably do something with that whether it's added to some food mm -hmm. you know that they're they're gonna have um but uh, Tom, Tom's checking in on Instagram, guys. It's he says, uh, if you really want to get a tax credit for a farm, you need to have livestock. So you just buy a few goats. Just buy a few goats. Yeah. Goats. You gotta have some goats if you want to be a farm. That's it. Hey, he's, he's right though. Back. There we go. Hey. There we go. Happened, My, phone, uh, phone died. No, that was a computer that just literally oh. froze and nothing happened. So I had to switch computers. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> eh, no big deal. We we uh we're just talking about your uh your farm, and uh mm -hmm. you know just talking about how when you grow comet, um you have to wait a little bit, maybe a year or two before you're really gonna start getting, uh some yeah. of the the good resins and taste out of it. Uh, the other thing is um and, and we were just kind of riffing on what possibly could happen. I guess you said it before the hop uh cultivator or people that actually pull the. Uh, hops off the plant they do they sell it back to you and that's how you're able to get that transaction for the state for the farm license or how did, how did that work so far with the cascade it's uh, we have an agreement where basically the farm is ours and we essentially purchase back a certain amount from mm. them based on their labor okay um, and then there th then chad from buying yard is allowed to then buy uh, sell the rest of that to whoever, oh, okay. whoever he prefers cool. uh, dan speak with us like hey you really want to go with comment because i can't grow enough <laughs> dan so. from uh, long beach brewing company uh is oh, checking in dan, dan says uh, anything you grow you can use so i don't again i don't know how you quantify that uh, of what you grew versus what you're using. That's my only question. So I guess when the state comes down and asks about your, your license, they'll say, you know, how much of this did you yield? How much did you get? And you could say four pounds, but if you only got two, how would they even know? 
kind of what you yielded off that that farm. And I guess that's the interesting thing. They don't. Yeah, <laughs> they won't even check. No, I mean, to be brutally honest, I mean, I appreciate the New York State farm brewing license and all that, but they really don't check that closely on it. I mean, we do a very good job of staying within those boundaries, but the state, I mean, they're not overly concerned. They're just trying to up that agricultural region, uh, that section of the state, and mm. They, they aren't overly concerned as long as they see an uptick, they're not really going to mess with people. Nice. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just, you know, always cautious on what the state can quantify and what they can't. So that was my only concern. Like is it people just trying to scoot around the system or are there actually people like you guys, you know, trying to do the right thing and, and really satisfy those, those restrictions that they put in place. Well, you know, that's the thing though. There are guys that are going to follow it to a T and and do what's right and then you know there are some guys that flout flout the you know basically don't do what they're supposed to do and kind of ruin it for everybody else right um because then once it's brought to somebody's attention then that's when they come down and they start checking everybody and you really don't need that if everybody just does what they're basically supposed to do yeah you you're going to be fine but a couple people yeah. checking in on Instagram. Uh, Premeric one, I guess, is the name. I drink brew has come in. Long Beach still watching with us. Tom still with us. A couple people checking in saying hi. Just want to say hi. 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 Well, well, the Instagram so, will shut off in a little while, and then I won't have to do these shout outs. So, I'm just so with that uh, that lavender, you're gonna put that in anything, bro? You're gonna <laughs> maybe so... saison or something? Uh... Yeah, that's kind of the plan. Um, yeah. It's a long-term plan. Uh, yeah, we, sure it in is. That, in that bar in the basement, our long-term plan is also to get some fooders down there. Uh, oh, yeah. We also would like a, a small um, cool ship that we can kind of roll in and roll outside. Ooh, nice. So, yes, the lavender has a eventual plan. Yeah, and, and also we're... Um, not that far from 1911 cider like that whole area is filled with apple orchards and there's all sorts of great friggin you know bacteria floating in the air so uh the uh dan from long beach also checking in says three years in for us no one's ever checked our licensing yet but we do use 90 percent state grain so, you know, it's kind of like an honor system, I guess, like Steve was saying, that most people are doing the right yeah. thing. There probably are a few out there that we don't know if they are or they're not. They probably won't let on to it. But they're definitely people, as there is in every element of every our society, yep. that are not probably doing the right thing. Um, I, I want to know, uh, and I was saying before, what else were the plans for the farm for additional adjuncts that you could be growing there? What other things have you considered planting back there? A uh, quick thing before I answer that, I want to say Dan from Long Beach, thank you very much. Um, uh, he's a great dude, um, and uh, he gave me a knife several years ago, which I still use on a daily basis. Um, so thank people? you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, he gave so you a prison shank? For shanking people? <laughs> no, no, it was a really nice knife. My name's on it. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Dan did. Dan's a great dude. Yes, like, he is. 
when I was at Oyster Bay, we kind of helped them get going, and he asked a lot of questions. That's right. And while they were, they were contract brewing phase, there for a while. We yep. we brewed a contract brewed for them, and those Dan's an awesome dude. So we thank had him you on very a much, Dan. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we had him is. on uh, at the end of last year, talking about uh, the the town, how they're really kind of messing with them and, and giving Don't them get a really. Me angry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So I don't want to get Dan angry either. He uh, he just he just wrote in. He says uh, Ivan brewed our first beer ever. So that's pretty wow. pretty cool. Oh yeah yeah. Thank you. Yeah <laughs> uh, yeah. Dan's a friggin' great dude. So I so, wish them all the best of luck. And, yeah. Uh, and we, we we trying to jump on the bandwagon of helping them out. Anything that we can do, I told them let us know if we have to go down to city hall or town hall and and be outside with bullhorns. I'd say I do it. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Anything to get those guys going and and to you know come on everything on long island is a brewery at this point every town should have their own brewery what's wrong with the one in long beach let's let's get a grip here let's exactly. knock it off they can't be anything no. wrong um no, i agree with you yeah um, it's stupid yeah, i'll get back to the thing you were talking about so yeah, yeah. we're the kitchen is gonna start growing a bunch of their own vegetables oh, nice. um that's cool we're going to start we're working on whether so we have SUNY Morrisville very close. We're also not that far from Cornell. Mm -hmm. Ithaca's not that far away. So we have those relationships. Uh, we already have relationships with the food science department with Cornell as we're working on projects with them. Um, um, we will be hopefully very soon start growing all our own herbs for the kitchen, things like that. In terms of brewery things, we don't have enough land to grow barley. <laughs> like we need a hundred acres to grow enough barley for it to make a difference. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way to do that. So brewery things, we're looking at putting in some potential other fruit trees. And unfortunately we're not in a great place in upstate New York. It gets pretty goddamn cold that's out so <laughs> things like peaches don't grow things like cherries won't grow things <laughs> so it's like and apples is a waste of time in my opinion to grow apples because they're everywhere around us and why grow apples because no offense i'm not putting apples in beer no thank you so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like okay the stuff i want to grow for fruit i can't get so i guess i'm doing oregon fruit for that stuff right right exactly um we were talking about something before and i i lost my train of thought again really quick um uh, uh fry brewing company says what's up brothers cascadia is is in there uh respect oh, nice. spelled uh r35p3c7 is in here saying what's oh. up <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a lot of letters and numbers, but it says respect in the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the guys from Long Beach, you know, same thing. Much respect for, from them and uh, they, what they've been doing down here. And again, the history of where they've come from in a long time. And it dates back to when you were even down here. You know, brewing their yeah. first beer was pretty cool. When you were up at Oyster Bay, uh, what other contracts were, were being done out of Oyster Bay? Because they have a pretty decently sized system. Uh, there was a lot of contracting going on in there. What was, what, what other no. breweries kind of, no, no, we did them. And then we did, Oh shoot. Um, did, oh night, God, did nightmare forgetting. do anything through you? 
No, I never worked with Billy at Nightmare. I mean, other than just hanging out with Billy, and that's always a problem. Um, <laughs> um, uh, they just opened their brewery. Um, Locally? Say that Long again? Island? In Long Island? Yeah. They just opened a brewery down there. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name uh, and he'd been working on it for years and he had a brand and was kind of brewing out of his basement, kind of. Mm. Um, was I it? cannot. That's Bellport? Bellport, thank you. Hey. Yes, yeah, we did a contract brew for them once and that it was. those were the only two we ever contracted. Ah, see, there. I thought you had been doing a lot more out of there just because of the size of the uh, system, but I guess you were cranking out a. We made a shitload of barn rock. Barn rock. That's what we were doing with a 15 barrel system was making a shitload of barn rocker. Uh, my first two years camp. there. Yeah. Yeah. My first two years there, the Islanders were terrible and met, never made the playoffs. And my last year there, they finally got good. And all of a sudden, we were just like, holy crap we need to brew barn rocker like three times a day every day of the week. Cause it was just like, we couldn't keep up. It was just like, Oh yeah. The Islanders are decent. And then the playoffs, we have to brew barn rocker nonstop, which is great because that beer is very good. I nailed that thing by the end. We left by the time I left that place, that beer is, we finaled that GABF two years in a row. Jesus. Didn't meddle, but finaled. Yeah. yeah. Like that beer was recipe was dialed in. That beer was very is very good. So and you know, it's awesome that since I left, you know, Gabe and Ryan and those guys got the, you know, sponsorship from the Islanders and their official beer and all that. I, I that was That's an awesome fantastic. job by those guys. It yeah. starts with that that recipe. So, where how did that come to be when you decided? Was it uh, ownership or was it you who who kind of came up with the concept of creating a barn rocker beer that would be basically in the essence of an Islander uh, fandom here on Long Island? Oh, that was Gabe and Ryan. That was way before anything else. Gabe and Ryan came up with that recipe, and then when Mike came in and took over as head brewing, basically when they started in the current facility, because they moved basically across the parking lot from, yeah. I think it was a three barrel system into the current facility. Mike kind of tweaked it for a 15 barrel recipe. And then when I took over from Mike, I kind of slowly over about a year and a half period tweaked that recipe. So people that drank it wouldn't really notice what we were doing um and just kind of modernize it a little bit and make it a little bit more shelf stable and make it just it's the beer's really good it's you know a simple amber lager for or amber ale for people that want an amber ale that are it's an introductory craft beer yes so yeah i was gonna say the first time hockey beer it's perfect because <laughs> you know it's perfect gabe said he uh you definitely fixed it <laughs> i would not say i fixed it i just tweaked it I yeah just made go. it a little better you put in parentheses fixed um <laughs> the uh the the first time i had it was actually at nassau coliseum i remember all of a sudden you'd walk around and at every single one of those bars barn rocker was on tap it was like the beer you can get besides their i guess their uh union contracts or whatever they were using manhattan or whatever from bud and and for all the regular drinkers 
But that was, yep. you know, when that first appeared at Nassau Coliseum, I was like, sweet craft beer I'm here now. Finally. Thank you. And I would uh, and drink. I was getting that bowlers. was Gabe and Ryan. Yeah, that go. whole thing was Gabe and Ryan. Those guys just hammered that into the Islanders, the people they knew at the Islanders. They were just like, we're making a beer for you. Why don't you pay attention to it? Why don't yeah. you pay attention to it? And those <laughs> guys just were deserves. like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, look what we're doing. Come on, buy this, buy this. And yeah, they totally just were like make, making sure they were aware. And I mean, those two guys are the reason that brand is where it is. Yeah. No, like dead honest, like they have busted their ass for that brand. So, and they made it and, and all their hard work paid off because it is a very recognizable a can art. It's recognizable across all Islanders fan know it. Um, it relates back to the Islanders history at Nassau Coliseum. It, it's one yeah. of those things. I'm, I'm anxious to see it appear and pop up over at Belmont when the new stadium opens up, how they're going to have like a, a tribute to the old Nassau Coliseum and why they called it barn rocker. And, and I'm a big Islanders fan. I used to work for the Islanders. I did the uh, in-game videography. Uh, so we had, I had a lot of fun there and I just remember the, you know, walking around going like this place, you know, really needs an overhaul. And when it happened, it, it's an amazing place now. And unfortunately the it Islanders really are leaving. Is. Yeah. It's just, it's sad, but at the same time, I think a lot of the history is going to follow them over to Belmont for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, I've seen a lot more, uh, college basketball and fish shows at Nassau Coliseum <laughs> than I have, <laughs> than I have, uh, hockey games, but yeah, you know, it was falling apart. <laughs> The hunting and fishing expo in the basement. I think I've been to more beer fest than probably on the games in the last few years. That's for sure. Yeah. So when I they mean, moved to Barclays, it was sad. And, you know, and again, the Barclays picked up that contract then and they would offer it there. I remember yes. seeing it there at a yes. concert. Yeah. I was going we to see, uh, had it there. I went to go see Tom Petty and I'm like, Oh, that's right. Freaking the Islanders play here. So barn rockers here. No wonder. Yep. Yeah, they uh, the, the beer made it up throughout the island. And uh, at this point, what they've done, what Oyster Bay has continued to do, that beer is a staple mm-hmm. of Long Island and Agreed. forever will be like associated with the Islanders. So, I mean, awesome work. Like, let's uh, let's get back amazing. over to the uh, the beers you're brewing now, because uh, I want sure. to talk about that. Uh, our friend Mark from Hopscotch is going to join us about 10, 15 minutes or so, but I, not that okay. I want to crank through all these beers, but I want to get to some of them before he comes on. Uh, so we're starting tonight with the, the Pilsner um, called Floating On By. And uh, again, yes. I said to Steve, I, I like your the can art you guys are sporting. It's got that very simplistic logo with a color yep. scheme. And of course, you know, you're, you're labeling your branding all on there. Um, very cool, you know, identifiable on the shelf kind of thing, identifiable through social media. Uh, give us a little rundown of the Pilsner uh, and kind of the process that went into that. Uh, this is the epitome of a classic German Pilsner. Um, light, crisp, little bit of sweetness in the finish. Boy. It yes. is a crisp. Yeah, boy. it totally is. Um, probably 95% Pilsner ball, 4.5% uh, Vienna. And the rest is probably acidulated for, you know, mash reasons. Um, super easy. I believe this was Hollertown and Tetanang. Okay. I think. 
Um, this was not designed by me. This was designed by one of our other brewers, Guy. Um, Guy started brewing at um, PBR in 1983. <laughs> there you go. Um, Guy has brewed throughout the eastern part of the United States, brewing anywhere between 100,000 and 3,000 barrels a year. Um, and he is a German <laughs> through and through and is like when I, I and my threat to guy is if you keep fucking around i'm gonna make you brew a goddamn strawberry milkshake idea <laughs> <laughs> all the lacto give me all the lacto <laughs> yes and it's just like i mean with the kettle sours and the hazy ipas it's enough for him but when we i say that he's just like god damn it okay fine i'll do this yeah, he's got. So, a, and does he have like Van Huskaboot like tattooed on his chest? <laughs> no, but I would say Guy is somewhere in the neighborhood of six five, two hundred and eighty five wow. pounds. So you really don't want to question Guy wow. about much. <laughs> um, you just let him go on with his thing. But he, uh, yeah, he's an amazing brewer and like. If any if anything we're brewing is German, it's basically no question who's doing the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it on lock. The yeah. uh, the Pilsner um, comes across as like you know Pete and Steve were saying it's it's crispy. It's got a touch of that sweet note. Does that come from the yeast strain that you're using, or is it mostly that Vienna malt? What's where's that kind of spike? Um, it's it's generally mash temp. Okay. Uh, we did this one a little bit higher to leave a little bit of sweetness. Uh, this is an eight week beer. Um, so it takes eight weeks per, to produce this lager, um, which most people nowadays are trying to push through a lager in four to five weeks. And we're, we're making 60 barrels of it. We're not going to rush it. Like <laughs> it's going to be perfect yeah. when it comes out. And it's so we're not going to mess around with that. Um, it's got that little hint of sweetness, so it's not totally a crispy boy, but it's, you know, bohemian-ish, you know, not Czech. So a little bit of sweetness is acceptable. What uh, Who are you using for your malt on that? Uh, that is our silo malt. So that would be uh, Canadian. Okay. uh cmc yeah so our our silo malt uh we have two malt silos uh pilsner and Turo, and uh that comes straight from country malt group through via it's yeah canadian malting okay really quick before i move on to this hazy that i just poured uh, this orange juice that I just put in my glass. It looks delicious. I can't wait to get into it. I just want to say goodbye to everyone on Instagram. Thanks a lot, guys. Tom, uh, small batch just, just came in. Uh, we're going to get out of here. You can go check it and watch it again for the last 40 minutes. But thanks to uh, Gabe and Dan over at Long Beach and Tom, like I said, and everyone that's checked in. We're going to get out of here for a little bit. Go check us out on govsradio.com. The live feed is streaming right now. Peace out. All right. So uh, basically, I opened this up. I took one little whiff. And I went, yep, this is this is right where I want to be. And Let I me like, go grab that beer. There you go. And I I'm love I, I love I'm a good listening. Pilsner. Uh, and and that's a great startup. But now I'm going to get into some shit right here. Uh -huh. That's that's where I'm going with. Oh, Pete, did you yeah. crack this one open already? I did, yeah. and I'm loving it. There you go. And uh, I don't have that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have the Do you have the fog? 
Uh, I do not okay. have that with me. Yeah, so I, had, I, I had the fog in the fridge. We actually uh, uh, grabbed uh, the fog a couple of weeks ago when we had uh, Chris from Darling on because yes. Chris was was carrying some of your stuff. And then, uh, like I said to you earlier before the show started, that Dubco's carrying your collab. We'll talk about that in a little bit, as well yep. as the same one that uh, Chris from Darling is carrying. So if you guys here on the local Long Island area want to grab some of Myers, go to Dubco or go to Darling, and, and they have a bunch of their uh, selections uh, for you in cans to go. Check them out. Just, yeah, just wait for we Mark. We did an awesome collab with them. Yeah. Just wait for Mark from, from Hopscotch to drive all the way up and pick See, up the cases. Do you want to know the conversation I had with him? So I, I went over to Copscotch to drop off stickers uh, last week. And I said to him, so Mark, what it, because every week he goes somewhere in, excuse me, in New York state and, and picks up beer and brings it back to Long Island. Things that are a little obscure, things that are hard to find. He's done the, the equilibrium ones. He's done a whole bunch, Trillium and, and Treehouse. He's done, and he brings them back and, and kind of hosts them here at the, at the shop. And I said to him, so what's this week looking like? He goes, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I go, how about uh, Myers Creek? How about you go up there? <laughs> so I don't have to find it on Long Island somewhere and go traveling all over. And he goes, yeah, no, I'm not going to go there now, but I'll put it on the list because uh, I already had like something in mind. And I said, oh, that's fine. You know, I, I guess I'll have to contact Ivan and figure out a way to get beer down to us. And uh, again, thank you very much for shipping it down. But you uh, no worries. Don't find it here on Long Island. So uh, I'm glad to see that the, the reach is starting to get down here. Um, especially with the breweries that you're doing collabs with and, and are friends with and to have them host some of your beers because yeah, you're right. This so far, you know, cranking through these two, this is something I would look for absolutely on a shelf or somewhere. So definitely why don't you break us down this, uh, the sea of clouds, uh, hazy IPA because hey, I'm Mike. dive right into it. Hey Mike, your, yeah. your video's lagging. I know. I know. I don't know what it is. It might be my camera. While Ivan, while you're talking about the hazy, I'm going to turn my camera on and off. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sea of Clouds. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's a hazy IPA with a buttload of hops, uh, traditional double dry hopped. Um, we generally do the first dry hop on about day three um, and then continue to dry hop about until it passes diacetyl. Mm. Um Sea clouds is a lot of wheat, a lot of oats, um, and only hopped in the whirlpool after it's below 165 degrees. Okay. Um, so no bitterness, all sweet, all yep. juicy, all, you know, our, our house, um, New England IPA. Uh, I changed my cameras because you're absolutely right. My camera is definitely lagging like crazy. Now you can see it perfect, right? I mean, it's yeah, now you're yeah. right. Let me see if I go back and see if I do this here. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, are you, uh, are you lagging. using any cryo hops or anything like that? I, uh, yes, constantly. So in this beer, we, in this beer, we did not use cryo. No, we did not use cryo because we're you got to remember we're still new. So the recipe kind of is in flux almost constantly. Okay. Um, and so, we hey, did not use cryo on this one. Uh, but we do, we have several beers where we literally don't use 
plant matter hops in the world mm. i mean on the hot side at all okay. it's all liquid extracts i mean mm. from there they're out there that basically they're liquid extracting hops helps with yield oh yeah um, oh yeah and just you're getting the same flavor we've through some research kind of discovered that maybe all cryo hopping yes it helps with your yield is outstanding but the flavor fades quicker so we're kind of now coming to the conclusion that maybe we got to blend a little bit of cryo with a little bit of actual pelletized hop in the dry hop in order to keep a longer lasting flavor um there you go look at that it's punchy up top yes it is but it, it it goes longer so that that beer is is doesn't use those but you know we're we're going that way and as with the market of today we make I bet you in the last six months, we've made 20 different hazy IPs. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. Yep. Yeah, me too. Because maybe they sell. <laughs> if you want to turn a profit, here's an idea. Produce yeah. it hazy. And then rope them yeah. in with that and then get them with the Pilsners and the Krolsches and the Sours. You'll get them. Yeah. And the Stouts. Yeah, because this one's, this one's Mosaic Motueka Waimea. Boom. Um, I mean, the, the combination works extremely mm-hmm. well. Uh, we want to welcome in Mark Dublay of Hopscotch Bottle Shop. Mark, I'm actually very disappointed. Um, you cut your hair. I did. I took it when, off. When did you do <laughs> sure that? Sure did. Uh, yesterday. Ivan, I, I, oh my God. Ivan, this guy had the darkest, flowiest hair. Oh, it's getting thin. Oh, well. <laughs> Listen, it, that's what happened at men at a certain age, Mark. But you had, you had very dark hair. It wasn't gray. So you got just get, get yourself a bottle of Keeps for men. And you, it'll it'll thicken right up. You, you have much thicker hair than I ever did. So listen. Or grow a beard to distract from the disappearing head on, hair on the top. That is true. Yeah. Well, my eyebrows, I thought, would, would uh, <laughs> distract people, but I guess not. You got the uh, Daniel Levy going on. Levy. Grim nose, too? Yeah, there you go. You could just shave yeah. those and post, paste them up there. <laughs> or you could just shave. Yeah, grow that beard back out. You had it at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I had, a, I had a stash. Yeah, you had a stash. Right. You had that porn stash, stash going. I did. It was a porn stash. <laughs> Once a mustache ride. Uh, Ivan, this is uh, Mark from uh, Hopscotch Bottle Shop down in Deer Park. Mark, this is Ivan from Myers Creek. Say hello. Hey, Ivan. What's going on, man? Not much. How's it going, Mark? Nothing. I just, I'm sorry I stepped in, but I think it was at a good time. You were talking some, uh, some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank having, you. <laughs> having the run down. And, and like we were just saying before that, that, um, that hot profile in this really is like, like tropical notes, like crazy. The way I like my, my hazies deliciousness. Yeah. We really go tropical forward. Now, uh, one thing you'll notice when you try a fair amount of our hazy IPAs, um, we're not nearly as sweet as a lot of people. That's true. Um, yeah. It is a flavor profile that I am not fond of. And so our, our, we've kind of designed our yeast to be, be slightly drier than the run-of-the-mill hazy IPA because mm-hmm. I, I, I just find them too sweet. If you have two, you're full and, you know, you're getting the beaties. What, so, do you, what are you using for yeast? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, liquid or, or dry? <laughs> 
I'm also ah. not going to tell you that. Oh, you, oh. You're, you're so coy. <laughs> One of the first. I am flat out not telling you what I'm using because some... we've actually we. I'm not telling you. Good. No. <laughs> figured out. We figured out a way to do this, and I'm not. Nice. Them, yeah. Did you have any help from the Cornell Science Food uh, Department on this one? No, I did uh, not do okay. that. No, but I, a, I, a I'm not telling people what we're using for yeast. Fair so. enough. I like it. Yeah. Leave I it up to figured them to it out guess. and we're using our own things. So it's nice. that's why it's going to be a little different than everybody else. So. Good. Yeah. Fuck that. Don't tell everybody your secrets. I don't mind sharing no, junk secrets, but. Right I'll there. tell you whatever goddamn hops we're using or anything else, but it's certain things like temperatures and yeast and stuff. I know mm. we figured out things that other people don't know. We're keeping that secret. Smart. Okay, <laughs> okay fair enough. Don't. But uh, what yeast are you using? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's White Labs 001. Oh, oh, there you go. Good answer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got you on that one. Oh Christ! I mean, this the, the uh, oh the little baby. Oh, bring him on. There he is. Come, Marky. Put him on. Oh, there he is. Oh, look at that guy. Oh, don't be so sad. He, he's not Show. telling you the yeast. He's not gonna tell you. <laughs> Are you gonna deny this adorable child the yeast information? I've uh, without a doubt, yes. Yes, yes. We're yes. a goddamn teddy bear for Christ's sake. Come yeah. on. Oh, I know. Noah, he didn't cut his hair. He didn't cut his hair. He's pulling his hair out of his yes. head. That's right. From the three a.m. wake up calls. That sound like an alarm. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, number two, right? No, number one. Was that? No, it's number one. It's number two. Oh, it is right, number yeah. two. Your first number one was two. born right yeah. after the shop opened, right? Or right, or right oh, that's yeah. right. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, right wow. You know what? It did cross my oh, mind just now. I'm like, congratulations. Wow. That baby didn't grow up as fast as I thought it would. I was going to say that. <laughs> He's stuck in a timeline. Yeah, That's what happens when you drink good beer. Yeah. So, so it's young. a Benjamin Button situation. Yes. Over, over at Mark's residence. <laughs> it's an amazing elixir you have over there at Hopscotch. You serve up. It's brilliant. Another uh, boy. Yeah. What's Congratulations. That? Another boy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, another boy. Congratulations. Another boy. Two, of them, two under two. Oh, Christ. Ugh. <laughs> as, been, as you're um, drinking you have you have a uh, a great array i mean everyone can see on social media on instagram uh kind of what you guys are putting out you have the the standard lineup that you have now between what's being distributed what's available in the tap room uh what else that we that you can't find in can that you can only find in the tap room at the brewery right now uh Dark Lager, Dunkelweiss. Oh, nice. uh, uh, what else? There's mm. a couple other things. Uh, we've got one hazy that's just available in the tap room. Um, yeah, so we do a lot more traditional stuff for the mm. tap room. Now, uh, do you, because is it just on the six barrel system? Sell it no, uh, off the six barrel, yeah. yeah so yeah. we might do a 12 barrel batch of our Oktoberfest, which sold out. We did a 12 barrel batch of Oktoberfest that sold out in four days. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah. And was that uh, good to hear, too? Well, yeah. I mean, Oktoberfest, I feel, is like one of those styles that, like, you know, we know. We'll go. 
yeah, that'll that'll go. It'll go. Um, yeah. So one uh, unless thing we you had, call it uh, whatever, like the trendy, you know, beer, you know, trendy style is the what you know. As long as you don't call it, are usually, as long as you don't call it a Marzen or a Lager. No, as long as you don't call it a Wurttoberfest, then you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> the Wurttoberfest was not very good. In fact, that was no. Really, mm, so not Ivan, we'll, we'll clue you in because now we can start talking shit. Uh, we brewed two beers up at Hopsters oh. up in uh, uh, Boston, and uh, both beers turned out like absolute dog shit. So what happened was we we brewed it on their system. They were supposed to keg it for us. So we gave them the kegs and they transferred it over to the kegs. And we got back down here to Long Island to can it uh, at W.A. Meadworks in Linehurst on Joe Baruzzo's yeah. system. Um, yeah. It came out like puddle water. And Bro, it, it was, was the so worst oxidized. experience we've ever had. It was so oxidized. It the it, it was we did a hoppy wheat and we mm -hmm. did a Oktoberfest and they looked identical. So I, I wish I got ugh. to try it. I wish I got to try it. Well, Mark, oh. one day you yourself yeah, really. have to work oh. Be careful what you wish for, buddy. Yeah. And then this is the uh, American wheat. Three is a magic number. <laughs> Those are sick hands, though. You did guys did a great job with it. Mike did yeah, a really I mean, good they job. They, with the nice. they yeah. look nice. They just don't taste nice. In fact, these can't, uh, by the way, P uh, Pete and Steve, um, I don't know if you could see it if I get close enough, but you can see it's starting to leak out a little bit. Oh, they, oh, they are. oh my God. Who checked the can? Who checked well, the seamer before running the canning line? No, the, the seam was fine. I think it's still fermenting in this because these are really hard. These are, these are not. It's gonna going to blow right to, on them right now. Oh. Well, they're still ke they're kept in the basement, so it's not going to be a 450 north on them. Yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> I'm not so I only to. see this online. Like, what, what, what is going? Like, fucking exploding cans. Like, what? How? Yeah. Like, as a business owner, how do you allow? I am not a business owner. Like, uh, <laughs> first no. of all, put, put I am owned by a much like, larger company that mm -hmm. is well beyond my ideas of money. Um, but they, uh, no, you can't. Uh, okay. <laughs> I gotta, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here. Oh, so all right. Do not put fucking fruit in a goddamn bright tank and then put it in a can. One, it's not really beer at that point. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's not beer. Two, just for, you can get the same flavor if you add the fruit to the fermenter and ferment it out and don't have this mushy bullshit in a can. And thirdly, it will sit on a shelf at room temperature and not explode. Mm -hmm. So good job, 450 North. No offense, but that they're just the one we said before, but there's plenty of others doing it. I'm yeah. sure but they're not alone. Stop doing this. One. <laughs> Come September, Food Safety Modernization Act will start hitting the brewing industry. Mm -hmm. Doing that shit will be illegal, and it is up to you, the brewer, not the consumer, to make sure that beer does not explode. So either you have to start pasteurizing, fermenting out fruit, or stop doing dumb bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, end of rant. I'm done. Oh man, oh, I'm so glad we got God. this topic. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. A good one to bring that was up. A good one. 
I mean, it's got to be obviously the science of that with the 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 room temperature, the temperatures that things are still fermenting in the can at that point, uh, creating more CO2. And that's what's causing the explosions. So pasteurization, that would basically eliminate a lot of those sugars. From, from well, well no, it, it would kill a hundred percent of the yeast. Oh, the yeah. yeast. Okay, right. So, so the sugar is still going to be there. But uh, I have personally never pasteurized one of those smoothie beers. Right. So I don't know. You bring up that much fruit to a certain temperature. There's bound to be some reactionary things. <laughs> I mean, polyphenol oxidase will probably yep. affect color and might brown it some. So mm, I don't true. know, but. <laughs> Yeah, like strawberry sound, uh, enticing at mm-hmm. all strawberry looking like the a best thing to do is just ferment out your fruit yeah add it near the end of ferment ferment it out you still get a ton of fruit flavor i don't see you guys might like this tell me do you like those beers that are like smoothie beers and super sweet and no, kind of I, I like a good goza no. i like uh like what you guys did with the uh uh after midnight meet me Meet me after, yeah. yeah. Meet me after midnight. Um, it was, it was perfect. It was the right amount of uh, like the salt, the 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 saltiness with the sweet, and that's why yeah. I like gozes because they they combine that salt and sweet, and it's not overly uh, fruity and 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 like desserty. You can drink a bunch of those and not feel thick. It's it was the right amount of thickness. It wasn't a very thin like wine looking. It had a little bit of the uh, tint to it or haze to it. So that yep. to me, that's the style. It's right up my alley. These guys both know Stephen Pete know. Um, that's right where I like. I like a good Berliner Weiss. I like a good mm-hmm. Goza, and I like a good sour IPA. Those are the three that I stick with. Uh, the fruit smoothie or milkshake based, I, not too thick for me. Too thick, too much on the tongue, too much going on. I'll have one to taste it, but more than likely, I'm moving on to something a little thinner and and probably bitterer or juicier. Right. Yeah, that's, that's he, more... your opinion. Not my, not my jam. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. That, literal, no. literal jam. That's no. Jam uh, in a can. No, more German Belgian styles, hazy IPAs. As you know, as fun as it is to make fun of them, I fucking love them. Uh, yeah. We know Pete's uh, Pete's gonna love his uh, German styles. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Marzins, Dunkles. You, you like a good, uh, thick, thick, juicy, milkshakey smoothie? I'd rather drink my urine. Which <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure you do a fair amount of. <laughs> well, alone in the woods. Hey, I mean, when you sterile, pass, you know, when you pass out from a good drunk and it just kind of, you know, <laughs> it, it, it pools in your abdomen and it just yeah. leaks down into your throat. And, uh, it's yeah, going to happen. It's gonna, bound to happen. What are you going to do? <laughs> no, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that whole thick, milky, shaky, fruity. Uh, you know what? It's it's basically, how about just give me a pouch on the side of organ puree fruit, and I'll add it to my glass if that's what you, you know. There you go. A little peanut butter and jelly. Love it. Is you it know, like those uh, yogurt here? things where you dump in the fruit? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way ahead of people, man. I think it's or the, the I, I, you know what? Damn, you should have done this two years ago. You'd be a millionaire. How about if you did like the uh, the oatmeal stout, right? The oatmeal, like, remember you used to get oatmeal and you do the swirlers inside the oatmeal. Mm-hmm. The pouch. You do yeah. an oatmeal stout. 
or or uh, some oh, sort of oat based thing, and then you get, you get that little pouch next to it on a four pack. You slap a couple of things on there. That really sounds for big jelly. It sounds like hell. It's too much. Like Mark, do you do you, are you friend of the uh this your your friend you're a fan of the smoothie? I I I'm waiting for them to categorize it differently and yeah. stop putting it in the sour in the sour category. Yeah. So when is the Brewers Association going to step in and 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 make a different section for it? That's my my Cut question. This shit it doesn't off. matter so, if I like it or not. No. I have to sell it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's my question. Stop. Yeah. I don't think that it's a beer anymore now mm-hmm. that they've, uh, they've made it into whatever it is. It's a non-beer. <laughs> it's smart. You know what? That, that actually might be the solution is categorize it differently so you don't have to call it a, a sour, like you said, a sour or, or a fruit beer or something. You got to give it its own thing, like smoothie. I don't, I don't even know if that would be the right way to go with it. But Malt-based it's... wine. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> it's like malt liquor in a can. fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It Everyone makes put their pinkies fancier. up. Pinkies up. What that. are your uh, preferred styles, Mark? Hey, me. Yeah, wait, right I, there I, with wait. you. Hold on, hold Belgium's. on. I'm, yeah, I was gonna say I, I could guess some of them. You like a good uh-huh. Belgian strong? Yeah, Belgian yeah. strong. Give me anything. Uh, a lager, pilsner. You know, I'll, I'll drink it. I'll drink anything. I drink hazy IPAs. I drink whatever's good. Whatever I'm I wish you were uh, the preferred customer because I would love <laughs> to make saisons and Belgian strongs and pilsters. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not what most people want to drink. Indeed, I think but... I think a lot of the, a lot of the I, you know I don't know I, I I my thoughts are a lot of the people that are into beer right now are new to it, and so when you're when you're first getting into it, you are drawn towards the IPAs because it. it it doesn't necessarily taste like a, like a, like a true beer at this point, you know? And so it's an easy segue into craft. And then hopefully over the course of years of people, you know, you get numb to it almost and you look, you look to have something else. Those styles are also so prevalent that it's easy to, you know, it's what's popular now. So it's, it's, well, it's easier for everyone to find an IPA because there's so many fucking choices. Yeah. For hazy IPAs. I'm just very happy that I'm finding more and more breweries are canning, coaches, pilsners, lagers, and and even going, you know, box, double box. I mean, it's it's so good to to, to see that because now now it could actually and it done well. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had within the last month, I don't know how many pilsners. And they've been really great jobs. Uh, I'm I'm very very happy to see that. Uh, we've we've just hopped on and and we've done three different West Coast IPAs in the last three months, really? and they kill mm. it. They kill it because I think beer drinkers are maybe a little tired yeah. of the New England sweet, and they want a real IPA again. And every time we release one, it's gone. Like every time we, we, you know, start telling bars, we have a West coast IPA coming. They're like, yeah, we'll take whatever you can give us. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good so, to hear. I love, yeah. I love a West coast. Pete's not as, as big of a fan as I am as the West I coast. Am not. One of your neighbors, uh, Ivan, uh, over at heritage, um, he produces, yeah. um, the East coast, uh, or East bound and then a Westbound. 
So he has both an East Coast and a West Coast on tap. And one of the great things I was able to do while I was there is to, to have them side by side and really see what the differences are between the two when you got yourself a nice hoppy, piney, sappy West Coast. And then you go over to the juicy uh, tropical flavors of the East Coast. You really get to notice the differences between the two. Um, what what was the last West Coast you guys brewed in, and kind of what was the, the the lineup of that for the hops to give it that piney, sappy feel? Uh, the last West Coast we just came out with. Actually, the last West Coast hasn't been released yet, so I can't say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, but it's goddamn amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, the last West Coast we came out with was Riding the Wave. Mm. Um, traditional West Coast IPA, uh, two row, little bit of C. 15 um is that in new zealand a little bit a little bit of wheat uh, uh, that's a grain that's a grain sorry yeah c15 um fermented with uh chico yeast zero zero one um and uh and california l yeast that Cal Ale, it's called Chico or Cal Ale. Yep. I mean, 001 from Y East, White, uh, or sorry, White Labs. Yep. SO5 is a dry version of it. They're all yep. essentially the same thing. It's just nice. a nondescript light yeast. Yeah. Um, and then that one is. Uh, Cascade, Centennial, and Chinook. There you go. So West the, Coast hops. The, 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 you know, classic West Coast Trifecta. hops. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exactly what it's supposed to be. I um I, I have a quick question because I, I, I love West Coast, uh, and you kind of already covered this. But besides the hops, the grain profile really does make the difference in the West Coast versus East Coast? Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, the grain profile makes a difference. The mash temp makes a difference. There's, it's way different. I mean, we, our mash temps on our hazy New England, whatever we want to call them now, yeah. um, are, <laughs> are way higher than what we do for a West Coast IPA because but, we, a West Coast IPA, we want to be drier. Well, what type so. of yeast do you use? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So, yeah, for our hazies, we use, yeah, not wait, wait. your, about not this? the answer, Steve. Just yeah. open one of these right now. Oh, I got to catch up. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Steve, Steve, how long have we known each other? Yeah, a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while. When I don't want to tell you something, am I going to tell you something? Not until I get you drunk enough. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think you can get me drunk enough, Steve. <laughs> don't forget this. Challenge accepted. Oh, you oh, motherfucker. You. There he did it. He done did it. He did the move. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, I think you're cuter now, though. <laughs> Boy, thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's from all the biking he's been doing, yeah. and the and the golf disc, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got the torque. You guys, open up a goddamn freaking disc golf, freaking. I'm up there, man. Yeah. That's it's, it's there. It'll be in by June. 
We yes. got some trees to cut down. Yeah, we do a well, we do know, a live you, show from uh, those are cool from Myers Creek. That's going to be a, a beautiful background. We'll just put our table out in the middle of the, the field by the uh, hop yard out front and just get and record right there. Yeah, we're already working with the local disc golf club nice. and uh, trying to get a tournament set up. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Mark, we brought you on uh, because in uh, less than one week, uh, the Wirt is going to be on stage at the uh, Pints of Love Beer Fest. And uh, Mark, you had a big, uh, I guess, role in the Pints of Love Festival with uh, the 92nd Beer Review guys. And we've been uh, throwing a lot of information out to our listeners and to our followers. Um, and I know, and you're one of the hubs where people can come in and pick up beer and basically for the VIP packages and then also enjoy the 24 beers from the 24 breweries as or 12 beers, 12 beers, 12, 12 beers, breweries. Yes. And then of course the virtual weekend. Um, I want to just really quickly while we're kind of have you on and, and don't want to take too much time away from the family. Uh, I want you to give us the, the lowdown on how you kind of got involved with this festival. And then of course, how you got us roped into this. <laughs> Cause I didn't send you the link. I got to send you a link to our video. So you get a sneak preview. Yeah, I'd love um, to see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll forward you that link soon. But uh, give us a little background of kind of how you got involved with all this. Uh, so me, I met up with Ryan from 90 Second Beer Review just from uh, from Instagram. Instagram is amazing. I think that's how I got hooked up with you guys too. Yep. And, um, you know, I think we, we tried to do a couple of things together uh, prior to COVID just posting online. And he said he had this idea about trying to organize some kind of an event virtual mm-hmm. event because of what's happening and asked if I could help in terms of just choreographing, I guess, the, uh, the breweries um, with just trying to reach out to people to see if they would also want to be involved. And here we are. He did an incredible job, him and his partner, Howard. Yep. They, they, they organized this entire thing. Everybody that's involved right now, they pulled in. I threw a couple of names out there, including you guys, which we thought would, would probably do incredible. Not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. And, like, uh, how about these dumbasses? They're going to do a radio no. show. You want them on? They're like, fuck yeah. Bring, like, all right. bring the silly. Yeah. Hell yeah. And yeah, so, and all the breweries that we reached out to, everybody was game, which yeah. was incredible. I mean, and people that we reached out, I mean, other half equilibrium, we didn't think that they would, you know, even say anything, you know, pay any mind to us and mm-hmm. they're on board. Um, and then people, good people like Dubco, local, local breweries, North Fork, Garvey's Point. Um, so it's, it's going to be super exciting. I'm very excited about it. And, and we the definitely did get gave us are solid. Yeah. We did definitely get the best of the best of our Long Island um, for oh, yeah. sure. And what, what they've contributed as well as the beer, but also to some of the interviews that are happening over the weekend Um, Some of the like introspective brewery interviews that we could conduct, but we usually fuck up pretty bad. So (laughs) it's best that they kept us away from that. And we had a lot of fun doing what we did in the studio and uh, people can check it out, of course, on uh, Lemonade Social and uh, tickets can be purchased for $15 on the uh, 92nd Beer Review Instagram page. And if you type in uh, 2021 WORT WORT, they can receive a 10% discount on their virtual ticket for the Valentine's day weekend. It's a two day event, Mark. Um, what, what's the deal on your end? What did you guys have to do? You had to basically pull in all the beer and, and distribute it out. How, how is that working with 
all the things and the moving parts throughout. Yeah, so we're the we're the mule here. We uh, we're, <laughs> that's just a. That's basically what it comes down to. Down. Wait, wait, show that again. I missed it. Is that is that your your picture of you catching with a lobster bib? Oh, oh boy. Oh, geez, Stephen. <laughs> Fucking safety glasses and all. Yep, safety glasses, <laughs> lobster bib. It was done pretty well. But yeah, we I uh, we just basically uh, grabbed all the beers that all the breweries were offering up. We, you know, they're in a, an amazing box with some chocolates and as well as uh, tasting glass. And then throughout the the two days, the breweries are going to be walking everybody through the beers that will be found in there and pairing them up with uh, some of the chocolates and answering questions in regards to the brewing procedures and the flavor profiles and everything else that goes along with it. So. They all did, did an incredible job. When do people uh, end up picking up the VIP packages? Uh, pickup started Sunday, so yesterday. Okay. And you got Even the stickers? Even though we had snow. Yeah. yeah. You got the stickers in there? Yeah, we got some crazy, uh, incredible wart stickers. Yeah. Very, they're actually quality. Where did you get them from? Oh, don't you worry about that. I got a guy. I got a sticker <laughs> guy. We don't, we, don't, we don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell just anybody. like Ivan's yeast, it's a closely guarded secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we we have a guy that does holographic stickers, and we get it uh, on, on the low. We get it on the arm right. sometimes. I, might, I think we need to get some myself. You get some hopscotch, hopscotch holographics? Hopscotch I like ones. it. Yeah. Actually, uh, you know who also does that? I was checking in earlier tonight on the Instagram was uh, Squareheads. Squareheads uh, does a really cool holographic sticker of their logo, and they uh, distribute it out out of the brewery. So I got the idea from them, and then, of course, I found them, uh, found our guy through their guy. And, Is it uh, Graz? No, no. It's not. <laughs> oh boy. Nope. It's not grass. Uh, oh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool because it really does stand out. And I wanted to make sure that the people that were getting the VIP packages uh, were able to get something out of it and also promote the show. You know, obviously that's our point of this is we we're going to add content and help promote and get the word out there. And so the brewers that are guests on our show, obviously get a platform and people can go back into the podcast platforms and, and listen back and learn all about the breweries. That was the whole concept. Very cool. Yeah. Mark, yeah, we appreciate it's be a great weekend. Yeah, we do. It's going to be a lot of fun. We appreciate you uh, helping us out and everything. I don't want to take too much of your time uh, and for everything that you've done for us over the years, obviously hosted us last year for a live show. And then uh, we're going to move forward doing a lot of cool stuff with you. And uh, you know, basically you're uh, you're part of the work family and uh, appreciate again, it. Thank you. Uh, I'm for, waiting for my name to be on the on the on the sticker and the kind of jealous. Hey, There's hey, no more hey, room. Hey, hey. There's no more room. There is it. You get mine on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took Steve probably like five appearances and uh, <laughs> and basically uh, damage control in order to get yeah, his I name actually on have there. To I would have to contribute something. <laughs> I mean, if you want to start cleaning up grass messes, grass sized messes. And yes, you know. yeah, absolutely. I miss grass. Did yes. what I do? Well, we, we're uh, just so you know, uh, we we are still selling our free grass T-shirts. Uh, they are they are available on Teespring.com. If you go to Teespring.com, you can get your free grass T-shirt. Grass has been uh, relatively uh, uh, omitted from our show since the grass mess that he made since for himself incident. since the incident, um, which is almost going over a year now. Right. I think about it. Uh, oh, close, it's almost close to a year that grass has been omitted from our show, except for the live appearance at hopscotch bottle shop. 
He came True. on for a yes, little bit. Yes, he was back for, for, was back welcome. for just welcome a few moments. <laughs> we'll have him back on eventually. He'll have a limited role when we get back into the studio. Um, and that'll that'll probably happen in the next few months, believe it or not. They're He'll be doing... on the casting couch. Yes, exactly. I don't mind him. Fundraiser to sell his shirts. Yes. <laughs> well, all, all proceeds go to the free grass uh, scholarship fund. <laughs> that'll that'll help kids that have these uh, crazy points of view that need feel the need to uh, air it over the broadcasting airwaves. Yes. And uh, we'll we'll step in and help those kids. Mark, I, I appreciate Does that. Does that mean I'm going to get banned too? <laughs> no, 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 you're not even close to, to what Ivan, happened. Ivan, when the show's over, we'll tell you the story. Yes. Okay. One question yeah. for Ivan. You, you just even eliminated like the post promoting that episode that yeah. never aired. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know what? I, I said this to somebody the other day. So listen, when our show is done and over with, there is, there is a, a, an end game to this. I'm not doing this till I'm, you know, 90 years old. Um, we will release that show and we'll just release it <laughs> and not even care because we're not a show anymore. But that's no, not going to happen anytime really soon. But yeah, we'll, we'll you, later. you're going to like this yeah. one. Mark, thanks so much. Go tend to your Thank sons. Thank you guys. Enjoy Appreciate it. it. Hey, Mark, on. Mark again, uh, make sure you reach out to those guys. We will figure out a way to get you guys beer. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm looking. We don't for, distribute down there, but we'll figure something out. How did you get hooked up? You might have already talked about this. How did you get hooked up with Dubco and Uber Geek? Uh, what darling. do you mean? John from Dubco used to work for me at, at uh, Oh, Oyster darling. Bay. Sorry, darling. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Hands. And, and okay. So, uh, darling also, he came from uh, uh, Rock Barrier. Barrier. Yeah, Barrier. Okay. Barrier before that. Yeah. And then Rockaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Two of my brewers used to work for me. One worked for me at uh, Oyster Bay mm-hmm. and then worked for me at LIC. And one of my other brewers worked for Chris at uh, Rockaway. Mm-hmm. So, and Chris was just like, he wants to move upstate. So, and now we have Mark. Yeah. And go. Mark's awesome and wants to constantly brew Saison's. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. no, we can brew one every three months. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I noises. wish. Yeah, I wish it was. Oh, it's a lot of sad noises around the breweries all the time where it's like, oh, we're making another hazy. Uh, <laughs> so many sighs. Like, oh, really? all right, fine. Hey, you know what time it is? Uh oh. Oh, right. It's time for Steve's questions. Mark, you, you can go at this point. If not, you can hang out. I Thank don't care either way. I just didn't want to, to hold you on the hook. Don't feel nope. obligated. Ivan, I definitely want to uh, touch base and I'd uh, love to uh, carry your stuff. So yeah, hell yeah. anytime, man. Yeah, hit up these guys and have them get in touch with me. That'd be awesome. We'll do. Yep. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Appreciate on, Mark. It. Thanks, Mark. Yes. Good seeing you guys. Holla. Take care. Uh, so go ahead, Steve. We have a uh, special uh, segment that we call Questions with Steve. Uh, Steve, take it away, buddy. All right, brother. All right. So I ask these three questions to every brewer that comes on. Um, I don't know if we've ever discussed this in our time hanging out and drinking. and uh, But here are the three questions. So what is your first beer that got you into craft beer what was that one that like kind you were like wow uh what the hell is going on here i need to you know look further into what craft beer is 
Second question is, what is your favorite style? Doggy. And third, <laughs> what is your go-to beer other than something you brew that you like to you, you drink, you know, again and again, or you look for? Can I go in reverse order? Yes, you could go <laughs> in go. whatever order. All right, go-to beer. Go-to beer is easy. Um, it's it's a coin flip of one of two. If I just want something, I'm gonna crush 15 beers. Mm. It's either Utica Club or Miller High Life. Utica, one of the two. Utica. Man. Yeah. Dude, yeah. it is a perfect American pilsner. Use Utica Same with pilsner. High Life. I drank at uh, the Mike Piazza uh, Hall of Fame induction. We grabbed a uh, 12 pack of that on the lawn in lawn chairs, drinking Uticas. They were delicious out in that heat. It was the perfect lawnmower summer beer, crushing heat, uh, crushing uh, crispy boys on the lawn. Delicious. I will not go into my Mike Piazza story because I did grow up in the Cooperstown area and met him while he was playing for the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, We'll go into that after the show. <laughs> awesome dude. <laughs> uh, question two was uh, shit. Uh, Hit style. me again, Steve. Styles. Uh, style. Style. To brew or drink? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, brew uh, is saison. Mm. Um, it, there's so much that goes into a saison. It's it. I honestly believe it's the most technical style to make a good one of. Uh, you can, with the spices and orange peel and rye and wheat and everything involved in there and fermentation temperatures, you really have a lot of control to make the flavor of the finished product. So that's kind of my my thing and then back to question one which was balls um what beer got you into craft beer what got you into craft what beer all right so i'm probably you know steve's age um i just look much better oh 27 Uh, all right (laughs) yeah um so i would say i was i was a bartender in new oh there it is there's the move Oh, in the mid nineties. Yes. I was a bartender in New Paltz in the mid nineties at right. the best beer ball bar in New Paltz. Um, and God, there were so many beers there, but it was honestly, and it sounds cliched because I then interned for them, but like Oma Gang at that time was just a new thing. Like mm-hmm. where you're like, wait, you're making these Belgian styles in upstate New York? <laughs> One of my and, favorite birds. Yeah. And that place is amazing. And I mean, Phil is one of the greatest brewers I've ever met in my entire life. Like that guy's a genius. So I mean, I would go there. I mean, you could ask me this question in 15 minutes and I'd come up with a different answer. <laughs> Be like, oh, it was though. Racer 5. Oh, no, it was, you know, I, Racer I don't five know. Racer 5 Bear Republic. Racer that, 5 was one of my early uh, ones, too. Dude, oh, that was Saison is, is yeah. one of my favorite beers, period. Uh, Hennepin is... 
Hennepin is phenomenal. And 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 with a I mean that beer wins GF GABF gold, silver, or bronze every year. And basically the other people are, you know, our friends from Maine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean the styles that you have the uh the the tap room list of beers is anything like a callback to some of your favorite styles beers things that you really want to brew what what influence you for the the tap room list if we were to go up there today Oh it's not an influence by me I I don't create all this on my own hmm. Like it's our staff. We have a staff. Like I am not a omniscient being like the input from everyone that brews is constantly like, Hey, I want to do this. Okay, fine. Let's do it. It might work. It might not. I mean, honestly, our highest, I think our highest rated beer on untapped and the fact I know this is also soul sucking um, <laughs> is, is not a beer I designed. Like it's, I think it's last I looked, it was diplomatic strategy, which was designed by Mark, one of our brewers. And he was like, I really want to do a strata IPA. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, give me your recipe. Mm -hmm. So it's, we have, a really good brewing staff like we have people there we have guy with 30 goddamn years experience yeah. if you want to make a rest a german lager recipe that's kind of a dick move to be like <laughs> i'm gonna make this recipe and guy standing there like no guy's doing that recipe <laughs> like Hazy IPAs, yeah, we have to, we make them and we just rotate through. Like, I'll do one, Jeff will do one, Mark will do one, Jim will do one. Jim did an awesome, weird beer, which was like a hazy IPA with uh, vec yeast. Mm. And that beer killed. Cool. Oh. It was weird. It was also awesome. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many taps you guys have in the uh, tasting room? 16. Uh, wow. One of them is for cider okay. and one is a nitro. So okay. 14. Four. Yeah. <laughs> and now like when you go up there, all 14 are occupied. We, we kind yep. of touched on by a little us. bit. Of, yeah. By you, but uh, we touched on a little bit of the, uh, you know, variants that, that are going on in there. Obviously the Pilsner, the, a lager, a Krolsch. Is there anything out there uh, up there that kind of stands out? That's kind of, crazy and different uh, of something that you haven't done before that's just working no i mean we don't go crazy out of bounds i mean we did uh a beer that i won an award for when i was at o oyster bay which was uh coffee goza mm. that was on tap for a while i remember uh, that fucking beer you know bro. what i feel like i've had that i had that it was or it was at the beer festival. Yeah, yes. It was that the blue point festival. one. Bro, I remember That's that. That's probably beer. where I've had it. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and beer. we did it again. We did it here just to 
kind of fuck around and just be like, ah, this beer will not sell. <laughs> like we knew for a fact, like it wasn't going to sell, but we were like the people that are like it are going to like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we got to do, you know, I think it's the, the what I just poured um, the want to get nuts that I sent you guys. Yeah. We're going to talk about really that. Really good beer. And yeah, Steve, you were five years too soon. <laughs> Good call. Like, literally, you were making these beers five years ago, and everybody's like, wow, they're really sweet and, like, filled with candy. And it's like, <laughs> now people want to drink these goddamn things. Yay me. <laughs> Yay you. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, we make these beers. Like, I would prefer us to be known as the greatest lager brewer in New York State. Uh, but then again, nobody cares about that. So <laughs> I think a lot of people if we make want awesome that. hazies and awesome pastry stouts as well. And we are, as Chris from Dubco said, like, we are the destination brewery of New York State. Like when you show up at that place, you are dumbfounded by the surroundings. You're you look out to Casanova Lake, it's enormous. You got rolling hills, there's hop fields in the front, you got you know vegetables and barley growing in the back. It's 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 ridiculous, dude. It's it's amazing. That's like so cool. it is the most beautiful brewery you will find in New York State. And I've and I've tried to find a more beautiful brewery, by the way. This golf course. Yeah, and the golf mm -hmm. course is gonna make it that much better. But that's important. I mean, like I said, I started the show talking about how awesome if you go online, if you look at Instagram, if you look at uh, Google, and you look at the images coming from Myers Bre Myers Creek Brewing Company, you you see just the 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 gorgeousness, the serenity of the surroundings of what you have going on. In addition to that, uh, uh, awesome 14 plus nitro plus cider tap list. Um, you have everything you could ever probably want out of a brewery. Yeah. And that's the key, you know, like being able to supply that moment for everyone to sit, enjoy, get a flight, you know, relax, watch the sunset. Amazing, amazing kind of setup you have going on over there. I want to get yeah. into this, this beer though because we didn't kind of touch on that that's the uh the want to get nuts so get i mean nuts. this this thing is is packed of taste and like i said a, a mm -hmm. beautiful ode to what steve was doing in his pastry stouts imperial pastry stout cocoa nibs grass uh toasted coconut and almonds give us the rundown on this this crazy elixir that you have going on here because it's delicious. All right. So Steve will really appreciate this. Uh, I did not have to cut up 12,000 goddamn Snickers <laughs> to do this. Uh, <laughs> that would, the first time Steve told me that I literally walked out to the car like an hour later and I was like, that sounds insane. I'm never doing that. <laughs> Uh, but I appreciate it because yada, yada, yada was one of the most amazing beers I've ever tasted in my entire life. And yeah. also, this is a uh, Seinfeld reference <laughs> as well. Want to get nuts? Want to get, get nuts? nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> so, yeah, 
big, big beer. Uh, I think it came out of the brew house at 29 Play-Doh. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs> knew Steve would appreciate that. Um, that means a lot of sugar yeah. Uh, yeah. for those listening at home. Um, <laughs> and then fermented out. Um, and then we took the cocoa nibs and toasted coconut and recirc the war the fermented beer through that for 24 hours. Oh, that's awesome. and then almonds. Uh, we went almond extract. It's really tough to get the almond flavor and um, the oil any other just, way. You're yeah. just gonna get a lot of oil from yeah. almonds anyway. Correct, yeah. exactly. So we used a water soluble almond extract, and um, yeah, and we ended up with this sweet boozy concoction boozy and right. the one thing i'm super proud of of this is when you taste it it doesn't taste like it's 12 percent. no no, no smooth no, smooth. no like 15 percent like, easily definitely <laughs> <laughs> like it's not boozy um so i, well, I really I, like that about this beer what type of cocoa nibs were you guys using Ooh. Mm. Mm. ecuadorian Nice. So they came from Ecuador, uh, single source farm. Um, we, yeah. So somehow we stumbled upon this guy and he was just kind of was like able to give us like all the, here's a sample. These are all single source from this place. And I was like, okay, these are awesome. And we're able to get, we bought a lot of them. Yeah, I mean it comes right through. It's a it's a beautiful. It actually adds also to the to that nice mouth feel mm. um, that I'm getting from this, you know, from this beer. Um, I love it, man. Yeah, it's uh, thank you so much. Good. Yeah, the coconut's not overpowering. No. It nope. could be nope. more coconutty, maybe. It could have been, but it's not. Coconut's it there. Yeah, it's not detracting from the, it. The key that you said earlier. The alcohol is hidden extremely well. Um, yes, I I wouldn't guess thirteen. I think nine yeah. in yeah. that range. Is it? It was twelve, but either way, twelve. Right, uh, yeah. The label says twelve. Right, we'll say it's twelve. And so, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, w- I was going to ask about that because there's a lot of beer out there that says something, but we it's it's twelve. Yeah, no, no, it is twelve. I mean, it's a, it, maybe it's as high as twelve point three, but it's no higher than twelve point three. Obviously, let's just say other breweries brew beers that potentially say something and don't mean that, or it could well, be higher. Maybe lower. they have maybe they have uh, fruit puree in them. Yeah, maybe, or, and it just ferments in the can as it comes to you. Or, or they just don't put the ABV on the side of the can in at know. all. And then it fucks you up and you're like, what the fuck just happened? But Correct. yes, I mean, this one is is completely hidden regardless of 12 or 12.3. It's smooth. It drinks deliciousness. I want to go get chocolate-covered strawberries right now. I mean, mm. Steve, uh, what's your daughter doing right now? Making strawberries or what are you doing? Hey, actually, they were mad at me Uh-oh. because there were two containers of strawberries that I was supposed, I was supposed to bring one mm. with only like six. I took the wrong one that had like twelve or whatever, and I and I was I got yelled at for that. Ivan, so. what we're referring to 
is uh, part of our Pints of Love uh, contribution. We uh, use chocolate-covered strawberries in a certain fashion or way. And uh, Steve supplied the chocolate-covered strawberries for us to do what we were doing for the Pints of Love Festival. So there's a little hidden uh, message for people that are going to watch. We'll, the Pints we'll of tell Love. you afterwards because you have that look like, guys, I don't Steve, wanna... you didn't boof strawberries, did you? <laughs> did what? Boof them. You didn't boof them. <laughs> it, would, it would have been a little messier. We needed a bigger stage for that. Yeah. Okay, just checking. And I don't more. know what Steve. Steve's an odd individual. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. That's why we brought him in. <laughs> I love you, happen. Steve. Things happen with me around. That's all. Sometimes I'm it happens. You know I know. I know. I've hung out with you. <laughs> I don't know if I would have put it past him, and I would have been not surprised and probably not embarrassed it whatsoever. So it would have been a good time. Either Give way. me enough beer, I'll do anything. <laughs> That's a good point. You and me both, true. guy. I.e. the lobster bib. <laughs> i.e. the lobster bib this yeah. is true yeah um so any other beers ivan that you guys have brewed that has this this big bold taste anything else in the stout range pastry stouts anything that's come before this in the last few months um we did but- we did a beer that beer is basically we were down to our last six to love it uh called el gordito yeah. uh uh i like the beer. name Thank you, <laughs> which means somebody has an idea of Spanish. Um, <laughs> so it was a chocolate churro stout. Ah, so, cinnamon chocolate. Um, yeah, cinnamon chocolate. Nice. We our restaurant makes churros that they serve Ooh. as a dessert, and so we, you know, shits and giggles threw them in the mash tun. Nice, and then yeah, chocolate churro again. 12% ABV. <laughs> Sweet. Did you, did you guys end up canning that or was that a taproom only? We did. We canned that and sold out in three A's. So that one went. Uh wanna get nuts. We were we canned a lot more and we went through half of it in the first three days and then realized like the people that are going to buy these are going to buy them opening weekend and then it kind of slows down (laughs) but as long as it's an offering and there's some shelf life to it too right i mean with these big bold stouts you can kind of like that yeah i mean we're we're very technical in our canning program as well. Like we are checking cans coming off the line for packaged oxygen. We're making sure everything's okay. So I wanna... any beer that comes off our canning line is good for a while. Yeah. What are you using? There's no better feeling than when you test out of the tank and it's, you got zero DO in the tank. You know that canning run is going to be awesome. Boom. On point. Yeah. And we're checking that. And then we're we're piercing cans after it's canned. And yep. we're still seeing under 40 PPBs of oxygen where it's just like, yeah, we're not going to see a real oxygen pickup right. on beers. We're, we're super – we – our staff knows – the importance of the liquid coming out of the building and you, they know every single can is their name as it should so, be yeah yes responsibility and uh mm-hmm. are you guys using um a a local canner or you guys have your own have canning, canning line? line we have a canning line wow yeah. 
Mm. So we have a five head uh, wild goose with a full depal. We have a labeler. We have a collection. You have your, all the toys. You have every toy you can possibly think of. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, but, there's yeah we're close. There's always yeah. more. There's always more. There's always more. How, right. How's it been for you guys uh, getting cans? <laughs> Bro, good, good. <laughs> good call. Um, it's not been great. Um, so let's just, I, I will not mention any vendors, um, but uh, we were had an agreement with a vendor that said we were guaranteed a minimum of 16 pallets a month. Okay. Um, that shrunk from 16 pallets to four pallets about three months ago. Uh, and that shrunk from four pallets to one month last month. Mm. Um, we <laughs> generally can more than two pallets of cans a week. Mm. Um, so um, we have found alternative sources um, outside of them. Uh, this is this is in flux as we speak. Um, we are. Um, I don't know if you guys know Frog Alley at all out of Schenectady. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most brilliant brewers in the state of New York is there. Um, he uh, he and no offense to Drew, but Drew's not the most brilliant brewer in new york uh he <laughs> drew's he amazing brewer he just is not rich michaels rich michaels is a fucking genius um they had said they got a deal through china to get cans in and they're actually using a better internal lining of the can really um they're using the european one so ah. it's it's way better lining um, it's much more pH uh, stable. Um, it just has a slight color to it. So they're like, hopefully nobody cuts cans open. And I'm like, okay, we're going that way. So we're likely going to start buying cans from China at this point. China. Um, China. 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 Um, it is unfortunate. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the can suppliers we have they're basically going to start doing the same thing. So we have to do it. Um, It's a business decision and we'll, we'll go with it as it will. I mean, if somebody faults us for buying something from China, I'm sorry, but (laughs) there's there's no goddamn aluminum in the United States. Yeah. So, and it's, I, again, I'm not going down that road. (laughs) I'll say Political things, and I, I will somehow somebody will pay me. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Yeah, it's interesting because I had just read an article recently about uh, a brewer or brewery that was two of their beers that they sold. They were selling in eight ounce cans. Ah, yeah. they were very high in ABV, and they felt you know this was a, a, a smart idea instead of having a 16 ounce can where you're going to have a hard time drinking one. And, and, you know, they were like one, basically one drink. All right, I'm good. It's like buying a 22 ounce bomber and you got to share it. You know, it's, that's the way they were looking at. And they were selling 
a crap ton. Well, they were told by the supplier, no more eight ounce cans. They have to concentrate on 12 and 16 ounce and you won't see an eight ounce can again until probably 2025. Jesus. Wow. No, you're correct on that. Um, I mean, I don't know. Most people didn't notice this because you guys aren't Bud, Bud Light drinkers. Uh, Budweiser midway through the year stopped selling 16, the 16 ounce cans of Bud and Bud Light. Now they only do that to take up shelf space, right? But they couldn't get that. They they couldn't get those cans, right? So they just gave up on that on that shelf type for that reason, and they were just like, "Well, I guess we're going to lose two shelf spaces wow. to somebody else, and hopefully, we get them back in a year or two. Wow, be good. That's, that's that's troubling. Uh, Ivan, what, uh, what other kind of hurdles have you gone through? I'm going to go take a pee because we're just about out of time, but I want to be back Mm -hmm. for the ending. What other hurdles have you gone through in these COVID times since you opened during COVID that you had to kind of, kind of fight through, um, stuff from the state, stuff from the the local townships. What are the biggest things, challenges that you've faced along the way here? I mean, obviously COVID's a, uh, (laughs) <laughs> good god um <laughs> uh, i don't even know what to say to this question because i don't think anybody in their entire life there's not one person on this podcast that would say i knew at some point in my life we would go through this <laughs> yeah. um even if so you imagine there- like you know, a pandemic could happen or it's a likely event. Who could ever envision this is, this is what it would be like. Right. Right. All my years, I've never considered this as a business plan thing. Yep. So I just don't know. Like we are honestly doing very well. Um, in a weird sense, it helped us a little bit because we were a new brewery and having the restrictions kind of was like, you know, helped us grow through it. So it was like next year when we have no restrictions on our tap room, you're not going to know what the hell to do with yourself. <laughs> Our restaurant is going to be way better prepared for like a hundred percent capacity. And it's like, we learn through this. I mean, this sounds okay. This sounds absolutely insane. The last two Saturdays in a row in our tap room, we had an hour and a half wait to get a table. Jeez. That's crazy. That's what yeah. That yes. So like, did, you have, did you have people out in the farm just kind of moseying through and, and walking around or what was you gotta it's like kind of yeah, like stay socially distanced and uh, go pet like, a cow, come back. Yep. Yeah, like go, go sit your, your burger's gonna look like <laughs> go sit in your car. Like we're really sorry, but you can't just be here. So yeah, that's kind of like 
it's <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's a good yeah. problem to have. It's a bad problem to have during COVID. Right. Um, but COVID is, I don't know. <laughs> I literally don't know where we would be. So I left New York to come up here in April. Wow. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was supposed to come up two weeks earlier and they were like, ah, how about your home quarantine for a couple extra weeks? Cause you live in Queens and we don't know if you got this crazy disease. God in the spring. Then, yeah. That was yeah. the height of it. It was crazy. During yeah. April and May. I was in Madison square garden two nights before the goddamn shutdown. Mm-hmm. You're on the 15th, right? The 15th. Uh, I was in a concert that the, the uh, me and you both yeah i was at a concert on the 13th at uh were you at i was at the the brothers no um, no I, I was at um oh fuck i i have pictures of it i'm like, I'm like wow remember that it's like a few days before the quarantine uh fuck who was it it was something. i went to see the omen brothers nice. fucking tribute band oh. the next day was was the uh Big East tournament, and then the second day of the Big East tournament, yep. the sh- the world shut down. Yeah, my my. Well, good thing it only lasted a couple of weeks, and uh, everything was was back up and running by Easter. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, we it really totally would have been a problem. Fine. Nothing changed. I mean, everything was good after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Do you do you guys I mean, realize that, that curve could not have been flatter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was we a year. That- yeah, this I, is a my, year of our lives. Yep, my Gone. son was uh, was born at the end of January, and yeah, the, it's been a whole year. It's, of... it's been a whole year, and what a fucking year! I've been <laughs> accused of knowing that this was coming. That's why I shut down my brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I I needed to get out before the fucking shit hit the fan. You got to know. I, I got to ask this: Are you cute? Steve? You sh- you should have waited a couple more weeks, and then you could have blamed it on COVID. Yes, yeah. I could have. But I, I, I was going to say, did you get a note in your uh, aluminum pallet that says, shut it down now? <laughs> yeah, shut it, it told down me, now. get out now before it's too late, brother. Are it's you, coming. Are you Q? Or Anon? Q. Which one are you? <laughs> uh, Ivan, we're going to get cut off in a few minutes, so I want to wrap it awesome. up. I want to give you a minute to, uh, to go ahead and uh, give us a, the big plug, the big promotion. Tell everybody where you can find you, all the social media contacts, hours of operation, all that good stuff. All right. So uh, let's talk restaurant right off the bat. Um, uh, We are open from Wednesday through Sunday from 1130 to, I believe, 830 at night. Um, All those days. Um, You can see the... uh, restaurant uh, menu on our website and special updates through Instagram and Facebook and soon to be Twitter and maybe TikTok. Who knows? We brewing same sort of thing. Just keep us, keep looking at us on, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter um, we are constantly releasing other beers. Uh, we are currently really just local. Um, mm. We are, you know, Casanova, Syracuse, Ithaca, Utica, Rome. Um, and that's really it. 
unless people reach out to us. Like Hot Scotch uh, Bottle Shop. We'll get we right. We will get you beer. We'll figure out a way. Like we've gotten beers to places. Um, in the spring, we will be reaching out farther. So cool. Um, our beer is honestly some of the best in the state, if not the northeast or the country. I mean, our 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 pilsner will compare to any pilsner made throughout the country. Um, our hazies are as good as anyone makes, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> We are. Here's the thing. I don't want to sound like a total asshole, but we make really good beer. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, our beer's good. Good. And yeah. I and got three out of three compare. here. Yeah, three out of three right off the bat. The Pilsner. Yeah, it, it, this brother. was a great progression, yes. by the way. Pilsner yes. Hazy Stout. It was a great progression. Got me right through the mm-hmm. night. Uh, you know this this uh, stout. I mean, it's so sippable. It feels like a good cognac as I'm doing it without the alcohol content of burning your freaking lips and throat off. And it's a it's a it's a gorgeous one. I love it. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, so I one of the places I worked uh, was doing R&D with uh, Sam Adams. And one thing I worked on was Utopias. Ah, Ah. I learned a lot of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tricks inside secrets. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's how you make that taste like that and be that boozy. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I'm out. See ya. Yep. <laughs> Ivan, really appreciate it for coming on tonight. Uh, been a lot of fun. We got to come up there and visit and. Like I said, if we as get soon some as time, we can. yeah, as soon as we can. I mean, as soon as this lightens up, if we can get below one uh, percent, like we did over the last summer, maybe we'll head up there over the summer, do a live we're show from the, from the hop yard. <laughs> we're getting there. We're four uh, percent. We're on our trending down, which is great. But we want to. We definitely want to come up and hang out and, and relax and and have a good time up at the brewery. It's a beautiful place. Everyone, go check it out. It's Myers Creek, M E I E R apostrophe S. Uh, Creek Brewery on Instagram, on Facebook. Go ahead and uh, search them out on Google. Check out all the uh, updates, like he said, on um, on Instagram for all the new beers being released. Yes, you can find it local, but we're going to try to get it down here in Hopscotch so people can uh, sample the awesome hazies and pilsners and, and stouts that you Definitely. provided with us tonight. Again, thank you very much for shipping that stuff down. It would have been a much big pain in the ass to drive four and a half hours to get up to <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but you could probably would seen the place. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and we will. I, I, I guarantee I it. Let's go. But I, he did. He actually, uh, there were, there were some talks about a drive, uh, but tough times two weeks out to kind of figure it all out as we go, uh, week to week. No worries. And, uh, honestly we have, uh, in two weeks from now, Gabe from Oyster Bay Brewery coming on as part of our guest of our show. So it's a great like tie-in for this back-to-back week. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. Can you send me that uh, Zoom link? Yeah, you want to come in? You want to jump in? Yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, you're in. <laughs> don't <laughs> tell him. Don't, don't tell him. Well, he's going to hear it now because we're live, but he, I don't know if he heard it. So, uh, is he still watching? He just no, texted me like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we're not on Instagram live anymore, but he might hear it in playback, so we'll, we'll have to see. Fuck, but, I hope he doesn't. Yeah, but so yeah, you know send what, me what, that link. I'll, I'll hop on. 
It's the same link as tonight. We have the same Zoom ID every week. So you, you're good. Are Whatever you shitting you me? No, I'm not kidding. Same one. How is Billy not hopped on for some ah, godforsaken well, reason? Well, we'll we'll get th- we'll get everybody on as it goes. We're we're traveling our <laughs> way, we're working our way through all of Long Island, and then we're slowly working our way upstate and beyond. I mean, we're really kind of broadening our 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 reach every single week and every single year. And uh, no, I you know, appreciate what you guys are doing. This has been uh, unbelievable. Thank you very much for coming on and, and joining us and and sharing everything that you had to share with us tonight except for the yeast strain. But I mean, besides that, we've, we've had a great, <laughs> he'll tell me, he's going to tell me, he's going to tell you off air. That's fine. Uh, when I come no, up I there, won't. when I come up there, yes, off air, no recordings, and I hang out and yeah. we drink together. <laughs> I'll get it. Yes. Yeah, Cause you're going to bring some utopia with you. That's why. <laughs> uh, this is the work with Mike Pete and Steve gubs radio.com. Thanks a lot. Ivan from Myers Creek brewing company up in Casanova, New York. Uh, Pete, let's uh, give us the last big uh, word here. What do you got? Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. Steven, what do you got for us tonight? Anything special? Uh, You could lead a horse to water, but you can't fuck him. All right. Fair enough. This is the world of Mike, Pete, and Steve. (laughs) Govsradio.com. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Also, check us out on our podcast version on the Hopped Up Network, on iTunes, on Spotify. And uh, we'll uh, see you in about two weeks with Gabe from Oyster Bay Brewing (laughs) Company. And uh, we're out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Please hang up and try again. This has been the Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.